0: Hey yeah, guys, pitmaster here. I'm here with the doc. John, good and you see we, oh my God. We have a, uh, he's actually been one of my favorite guys. I don't know if you remember, I put up a uh, Instagram of him uh, landing a left hook against
1: Lamas. Limas? Limas? Yep. Ricardo Lamas.
0: Yeah. Ricardo Lamas. It just, he has, he's like, and I'm not going to go racial. I'm not going to say the white Mike Tyson. I'm just to say a, a MMA version of Mike Tyson with takedowns, takedown defense and some elbows as well. Oh, some fucking brutal kicks. But so I'm just I'm throwing Mike Tyson out there because you have that beautiful overhand right. And when you come back with a left hook, holy shit, that's a – oh that's that's the combination. You could you you can you you're gonna win everything with that one combo. you can tell your opponents, you know what bro I'm just gonna hit you with an overhand right and a left hook. And you'll still beat them every time. They can train for it all they want. That overhand right and left hook combination is unf I don't know how that that guy's so tough. That Burgos. Burgos, yeah. Burgos. Oh, it, it, Holy it, shit. It,
1: yeah, it's funny you say that because I was like when we were talking, I was like, a lot I, I go to um I spar some pro boxers and so have you ever heard of Ray Woods? He's a boxing coach. He, he, uh, was Diego, Diego Corrales, coach. coach. So he fought Mayweather. Um, he has Xavier Martinez, one of the guys that I go and, uh, spar with uh, Ruben Torres. So he, he, he's awesome, man. And and he calls me white Tyson. Um, and then a lot of people say, you know, they like, I'm not Tyson Tyson. he, He was one of my favorite boxers of all time. Um, like, you know, I, I can't even be in that discussion, like at all. You know, he, he, he's one of the best of best heavyweights. But uh, it, it, it's just funny. But I like how you are saying the the Tyson of MMA, and uh, yeah, you're I, the,
0: you are the I'm going to close. There. You are <laughs> the Mike Tyson of MMA. I don't. You are. Let's not forget. I love Mike Tyson, but he could throw his hands. But while you're getting those those those, you might not have your hands quite to him. Uh-huh. But don't forget, you're also kicking, elbowing, clinching, takedowns, takedown defense, and groundwork. So yeah. there's a lot more to the game. So with that said, I think if you looked at it, uh, if you looked at it percentage wise, you are the Mike Tyson of MMA. Yeah, I love it. It's a fucking yeah. unbelievable when you hit like that. When you hit that Lamos with that left hook, it was like, and then your overhand right. Which I like, um, and you're going to do a lot of things with. It. I'll, I'm going to go over a couple of things with you. I, I still think to come down to uh, that uh, overhand right, right, combined with a couple of things is going to be. It's going to be your ticket to fucking to everything. But and then you come back with a left hook. How many guys have that? Some guys have great left hooks. Some guys have great overhands. But the way you put those two together, that was that was that was brutal. But okay, now let's talk about this fight against. Uh, Shane, Shane Burgos. Burgos. Okay, the first – okay, we'll talk about when you injured your leg because he's an orthopedic surgeon, so oh. we're going to talk about that. So you as soon as you threw that first punch, what was it? How many seconds in was it? 15. Holy shit! I 15. said like 20 or 30. 15 well,
2: I, I thought it was in. in like
1: 45 seconds, but I watched the fight. It's the first like blitz, like first exchange I yeah. threw. Um, I just kind of – I hyperextended my knee. And, and it, I've seen people saying like, oh, he went in there injured. No, I, you could look in the fight. Like I grabbed it with like excruciating pain. Yeah. Like I've never felt anything like that. I, I didn't hear a pop, but instantly I, I just had no stability and my knee kept buckling. So you're saying those, those punches, like I was throwing hard at him, but I wasn't sitting down on my punches. Yeah. I wasn't uh, throwing a hundred percent because I couldn't anytime I would lean to that left side my knee would buckle. I couldn't throw right kicks because obviously I'm on my left leg and I wanted to start working the liver. I wanted to showcase like just way more of my my game, what I'm capable of and I that was the game plan going into it. And and I I went out there and my plan was to make outclass Shane Burgos and make this look easy, but all that went out the window 15 seconds into the round. So I I decided right there I was like I was playing these mind games with myself and I was just like man, screw this. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going home with one check. I'm going to bite down. I have 14 and a half minutes left and I'm just going to stand here and I I will hit him with the overhand, right? I tell everyone like, I'm going to be throwing my overhand, right? 15 minutes is a long time to fight someone. I will hit you with it. And if I connect clean, I'll I'll put you out. But I just couldn't commit 100% to him.
2: Well, what I noticed was, uh, you know, obviously you could see when you watch the replay, you got hurt. But you know, every video I've seen of someone tearing their ACL or hurting their knee. A lot of times it doesn't look like a lot to the person watching, you know, it's just a little awkward step, but it's a lot, obviously a lot to you. I noticed when you went back to your corner, was your corner kind of whispering to you about your knee? Cause it seemed like they were keeping it on the down low.
1: Yeah. So that's one thing I, I couldn't see. Um, did you guys see the the corner, the camera in the corner? I remember hearing
2: them whispering. You couldn't oh. really hear what they were saying. Yeah, because
1: no. I, I guess uh, the commentators, they, they heard. I, I told Danny Castillo because he came into the cage. And uh, I was like, he's like, is your knee okay? I said, fuck, I blew out my I, – I said I blew out my ACL. Like, And, and then he – because it's so quiet in there. He, I was going to tell the other coaches, Joey and Chris – um, uh, but he it was funny, like thinking about it because he was like wh- he was like shh in my ear. He's like, oh, I'll tell them. I was like, All right, man.
2: <laughs> so was he putting the ice on your other knee? I saw when he had you in the corner. Uh, they had ice on one of your knees. But anyway. I, I don't even
1: remember, honestly. Yeah, so
2: but the pressing part, I, I think even in round three, I don't know, maybe you kind of learned how what you could and couldn't do on that knee, but it you, you took a lot of damage to it and kept going, especially in the third round. It seemed like you were kind of adjusted to it.
1: Yeah. And that seems like what I, what I kind of had to do. I just had to make adjustments and I would, uh, so when he was coming forward, I switched my stance because I, I have a, I have a good overhand left too and a jab and hook like John saying, but so I switched my, my stance so I could throw a overhand left and I could plant all that weight on my right leg because when I'm in a uh, orthodox stance, and I, I throw overhand right. I transfer all that weight to my left leg and my knee was buckling and giving out. So I, I figured like, oh, I can't do this. So that's why in the third, I switched stance and I hit him with a straight left. And that's, that's the one that dropped him the first time. And then that worked really well. So then he got back up and I, I did it again. But I switched stance and then I threw overhand left because I could actually sit down on uh, those punches from a, a southpaw stance. And, um, yeah, it was just tough. Cause when I dropped him, I was in his guard, I was kind of stalling just because I couldn't push off my leg. And at one point he gave me his back. And if I had a fresh leg, I would have took his back, but I couldn't. And then he stood up and I would have kicked him in his head. But I, again, I couldn't kick with my right leg. So i was you just,
0: did. you kick with your left. You, you're kicking the shit with your oh, yeah. left.
1: Yeah, I it well, doing my left because it hurt, but I could plan on that right leg. So I just kept on the inside kicks and throwing the little switch kicks high, but I felt like they were just more pesky and just to kind of like get him thinking about that because I, I could do that because I could I could stand on the right leg. So it was man, it was awkward. I I've never really experienced anything like that. And it was uh at least it like in in hindsight, you know, it turned into a great fight, and I had to just kind of stand there and slug it out and and, and Dana was there live watching it, and, and and John, you know, he likes those kind of fights. Maybe I don't, but he loved yeah. it, so I made a fan out of him. And uh, you know, it turned into be a uh, you know fight of the night, and, oh, and, gosh, and a lot of that. people are talking about
0: it. So a lot of people are talking about that fight. Holy shit!
2: That was definitely fight of the night. That was yeah, good yeah, fight. Oh, yeah. Even though you were injured for fans, it was a good fight.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. A, it was a good fight, and Dana. When Dana like the injury the extent of your injuries bought you a lot of uh bought you a lot of sta- a lot of stock for not only everyone in the world including you know including orthopedic surgeons all over like he fought with what because he'd be telling his patients yeah don't even yeah w- use <laughs> yeah. a cane but uh but Dana loves that shit Dana yeah. loves that shit i mean to a, to a fault i think but no, but yeah, I, I feel the same way. And
1: if you think about my my UFC debut, I took on four day notice in in the Netherlands. You know, across the world, I went over there, cut weight. I had the worst hand injury. I had a compound fracture in my uh, my ring finger. I blocked a kick, bone sticking out. That that's like I had to. Fight down again I actually I hide that from the ref because he's like are you okay I'm like yep good to go you know because I knew they would stop the fight and it was in the third round and I was dominating the whole thing so again I had to do that and then it's just it's just constantly it's just the injuries I'm just man I'm, I'm sick and tired of it because it's like I I want to go on a run and but then I have something like this again I'm like ah, I'm kind of on the fence what I want to do I'm just staying out in Vegas and I'm doing rehab like two times a day at the PI. I'm, you know, I have a game ready machine at the hotel. So I'm doing that. And a lot of my exercises and even three and a half days, the swelling has gone down, um, like crazy. I'm working with like, I feel like one of the best PTs in the country, Heather, she's the main, uh, like the head of the medical side over there. She used to work at the OTC for you know, eight plus years and, and she's works with combat athletes and she knows her stuff. So, uh, she's helping me tremendously and I don't know. I, and that's something, maybe something that I could talk to you about, Jim. i uh, is there, I know there are some people that do not have ACLs, um, and people that do really well in sports. I'm just, I know it's a really bad injury, but but I'm kind of on the fence. I'm
2: going to see how it goes in like three weeks and then make a decision whether I have surgery or not. Did you yeah. see all those injuries? I haven't seen. So you had your MRI, I'm assuming, already, and they told you you had an ACL tear?
1: Yeah, complete ACL tear. I have an MCL partial tear. I have an impact fracture uh, with my femur and tibia. Um, yeah.
2: So your MCL, I would imagine, is going to look terrible on your MRI anyway because you were getting kicked in your knee. it's gonna look swollen over there anytime you get an MRI you'll see a lot but as long as you didn't completely tear your MCL and it's stable when they examine it Uh that's a good sign and you can you know move forward with your rehab with at least inline activities you know avoid any pivoting at all but the inline activities like they'll have you on the stationary bike and uh, when they can and get you moving it in line without twisting I, I think what you have to consider you know there are athletes and people that compete without an ACL but for a pivoting sport uh, it's tough because your knee, if it if it ends up being unstable after the rehab, the re-injury rate's really high because your knee's unstable. So it just makes you prone to continuing to tear things in your knee and make it worse. So oh, okay. it really depends on how unstable your knee is and what the MRI looks like. So okay. you're gonna have to see your ortho and and uh, and have them really examine it and check how loose it is as you uh, as you come out of this. Okay, I see yeah but yeah they'll give you your mri report will usually have a whole laundry list of things when you tear your acl um i didn't see that you tore your meniscus so that's good if you don't have a meniscus tear Yeah, meniscus Um, is good and you know i actually tore that back in college in 07 um and and it's
1: fine but i the only thing that's like stopping the range of motion is uh I had a Baker cyst that ruptured and that's pretty painful on the back of my leg, but that'll, that'll drain out within a week or so. Right. From what I've yeah, That'll
2: go down a lot of times initially after you tear your ACL, your knee will really get swollen because it's basically full of blood. Okay. So your knee will be visibly swollen compared to your other one. The game ready will help you a lot, but that's a lot what limits your motion the first few weeks after an ACL tear is all the swelling. So getting the swelling down and getting your motion back is the number one priority. Um, yeah, and that's what it was. It looks like a like
1: someone blew up my leg. But even from yesterday till today, man, it's night and day, it looks so. It looks so good. You know, it's uh, there's not that much swelling in my foot or my shin anymore. It's just just a little bit of swelling around the knee, um, but nothing like it, it was the past few days. So I'm definitely making progress, and uh, and in such a short amount of time. So
0: those guys are those guys. Uh, I have. I was like. I was kind of skeptical about the whole you know PI thing over there, but man, they do some they do some good work. Man, they work with Glover and uh, their diet, their freaking diet guys, and their uh, the workout guys. And they put the you do the they put the electrodes, and you send them in the like it goes on your phone, and then they it's I, mean, pretty,
1: I haven't done that yet. It's I've pretty
0: impressive, man. Get, get Glover like because Glover's an over trainer. And with okay. this, he like, he pulls them back. Then the diet seems like it really dials him in. They have a pretty good program out Dana's done a fuck... Me and Dana weren't always, you know, we didn't always see eye-to-eye during Chuck's early days. Yeah. And then in his later days, we didn't see eye-to-eye. But he is, he's amazing in what he's done with that fucking organization. It's like, yeah, I can't believe it. It's like, I, I know there's complaints about you know, pay and stuff like that, but so not getting involved in that, but just yeah. what he's done with uh, just I, he's turned a brand. I mean, it's a fucking brand. I mean, yeah, it's an unbelievable brand.
1: No. Yeah. So, Would you
0: live in Vegas?
1: No, I, I live in uh, Sacramento,
0: Sacramento. Right. So you just staying at a hotel or out yeah, there? They're,
1: they're, they're taking care of me, too, you know, because of this. So they wanted me to I was supposed to go back on Sunday, <clears throat> but then they they extended my stay. Um just so I could get an MRI and they expedited that process. I I got my, I got the results in like a half hour after the MRI and then um, yeah, they're, they're just putting me up. I rented a car. They're, they're taking care of me and now I'm just doing rehab for two weeks out here and then they'll uh, you know, fly my wife and I back. So they're, they're really going above and beyond. So I'm, I'm super happy for that.
0: Yeah. They're, they're unbelievable. They're unbelievable. So, all right. So now you, so you, That first, I just can't even imagine like fighting with, with an injury like that. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, getting with your shoulders bad, your hands bad, you got another hand, you know, there's a lot of injuries that you got to work through a cut over your eye. You see the blood, but this is your like leg, one of your legs and you actually have to stand on two of them. So now basically for all intents and purposes, one of them is deemed pretty much useless. Yeah. So you cannot, you can't set in for that overhand right. You can't set in for the a right leg kick or anything.
1: Um, Takedowns, like literally, literally my yeah. Weight, my Take, time, you my,
0: can't put your weight on for a takedown.
1: My whole game plan went out the window, and uh, it, like, did I, you change
0: I, it like that?
1: I, I had to because with whole, your guys
0: doing it in your corner, but it happened 15 seconds. You had to, you had to think and just change it on your own right there.
1: Oh yeah, and, that, and that's one of the things I always say. I feel like no one's going to mentally break me. I feel like my mentality is like one of my my strongest attributes, and I, I'm playing mind games with myself. Right when this happened, I literally think most people would have given up. Or literally looked for a way out and I was I was literally just thinking like I worked so hard for this I worked my ass off during this this quarantine and the the pandemic and I wanted to come out here and perform because all eyes are on me and it's like one of the only sports up and running in the world I was going to reach new demographics we're on ESPN just all these things coming uh (laughs) you know into mind and I was just like uh, just fuck it i'm I'm gonna bite down and just throw bombs and 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 I really said I will and I've said it before, I'm willing to go through hell. I'm willing to go through a, a great amount of pain as long as I get my hand raised and, and I've done it time and time again and and I don't just say that just to say it. Um, like I, I truly I truly mean that like yeah uh, it's, 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 imagine, if I, imagine if I was sitting here right now and I had all this stuff happen to me. And, and I only went home with my show money and I have all this stuff on my knee. So, uh, but at least now I'm still pissed about the knee, uh, yeah. but at least I got the win and that's the, that's the most important thing to me. Um, and, and I'll deal with all this. I know they say, even if I do the, the whole knee reconstruction and things like that, they say nine to 12 months, am I correct? I'll yeah. beat that. You know, I'll, I'll beat that. That's for You know, people like I feel like ordinary people. I I heal a lot faster. Um, I feel like with my discipline, discipline and dedication, and everything like that, I I can guarantee. I don't don't care how bad it is. I will be fighting if I do that before nine months.
2: Yeah, the surgeons will usually give you a window of nine to twelve months. We used to try to get people back in like five months, but you know, you see the re-injury rate goes up the faster you get people back because those people aren't ready to go back. It's not. Just about your ligament, your new ACL healing, because that'll heal in. It's about the muscle strength and the rest of your leg, keeping your leg strong. So, so yeah. John would just say fight on it. Who cares? But, no. you know, that's John. Don't even, don't even do the surgery. <laughs> no. That's not he sure. argues with me lie. about medicine all the time. I'm like,
0: you know, I'm the stopper. I'm the towel guy. I stop fights <laughs> for my guys more than anyone else I know. Big yeah. John McCarthy said that. I always stop my, my guys' fights. But – Sometimes, like, you know, I had a little, like, pinky thing over here, and he's like, you can't train for six years. You got a hangnail.
2: That is not me. That is not me.
0: Hangnail. Let's
2: not get into it.
0: My wife thinks we're gay lovers because she's jealous. She's very bitter, my wife. But look, people don't understand that. Uh, they just don't understand what you? I mean, they just don't understand what a fight's. Nobody understands. Like ninety nine point nine percent couldn't figure that out. Just they can't put their mind into getting in there and fighting, but and then having that that injury come up so quick, and it it's it's really. I mean, the contrast is. And I'm not. I'm not dogging this guy at all. I don't know him. Maybe he has a hernia or something. But the first fight, the first fight of that night, the guy basically. And maybe he had some kind of real pain or some kind of spasm or something, but it looked like just because of fatigue, he begged his corner for him not to go out. Right. That was the first part of the night. I don't know the guy. I'm not dogging the guy. He might've had something really serious, but it didn't look like it. Nothing was reported. He wanted his corner to stop it. And his corner said, no, get back out. But because there was no crowd, the referee, And the judge heard, or the doctor heard it. So when the bell rang to go out, the referee called it off. But the problem with that is there's no worse (laughs) feeling in the world. Like when you're my age, you're going to look back and and you would say, yeah, my knee hurt, I quit. And you'll try to to explain it away. Well, it's my knee. Of course I'm going to quit. You know, I could have had a serious injury. And that other guy, he'll never, when he's my age, He's always going to remember he quit in the corner. He'll always remember that. Yeah, I don't remember my my career very well. I remember, you know, I was a fighter. I fought here. I won a title here. Da da. But I just remember I was a fighter in a lump sum. I knocked out guys. I got dropped. I got this. But quitting in a corner, you'll never forget in your whole life. Yeah, and and doing what you did when you're sixty years old, you go, you fucking crazy, bro. Grandson, when I was fucking fighting, <laughs> I fought with one fucking leg for fifteen fucking minutes. You'll always remember that, and so will all your fans. Your fans will always remember, you know, your knockout punches, your Tyson this, your brutal this. They're but they're always gonna on top of everything is gonna go. Fucking guy fought one whole fight with one leg. They're gonna always remember that. You're gonna remember that. The rest of your life, and so will all your fans. Yeah, and no, that's like that's one of your legacies now.
1: Yeah, and I 100 agree. That's that's one thing that I have no quit in me. Like I I say it no. over and over again. You say it and
0: then they quit. The, yeah, the only way that
1: that someone's gonna they have to finish me. They have to knock me out. Maybe yeah. catch me in something a submission. But even you know in the that one guy's defense, because yeah, I keep getting a lot of people are like, you know, he quit, and then like, and then you did that. You know, I'm just like ah, we're not the same. It's like it's like yeah. the mentality, and he's also. I, I one thing I think is he he's a decorated wrestler. He's that's what he should go back he, to. Yeah, he's five and and0 in the UFC. I think he got in way too soon. You yeah. you don't want to develop in the UFC fighting the best guys in the world. But so many people pad their record because their goal is to get to the
0: UFC. But I'm like,
1: you don't no. do that. Well, let me like, tell
0: you. I, let me tell you. You're 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 trying to. Uh, I'm yeah. not dogging the guy cuz he might have had a, some kind of heart problem or something. <laughs> I don't but think, yeah. If you never fought before, if you never fought in the UFC and you were in some fucking card in in fucking Temecula or something and that happened to you, right? Yeah. You would still fight. It doesn't if that was your first UFC fight, your oh, yeah, first yeah, MMA yeah. fight you if you're never gonna quit you'll never quit your whole career if yep. you're gonna fight in the, if you're gonna quit in a corner you'll always quit in a corner
1: yeah, yeah it's, it's right. just
0: it's how you made and i'm not dogging him I, he's a great wrestler under drysdale and shit it seems like maybe he's better at that that's what he should go for yeah, yeah, yeah. He did take a lot of punches in that round but but it's different wrestling than yeah. getting punched in the face over and over and over okay. So Dang. I think I think you're sticking up for him is great cuz you're a fighter, he's a fighter, I'm a fighter. Yeah. But quitting in the corner is is something that you you just you're going to do it or you're going to not do it. Like it's like sucking a cock. You're going to either suck a cock or not. And if you're going to, you can't say, "Well, I just did it that one time." So yeah, just yeah. to be
2: clear, you're not dogging it. Just to be clear.
0: <laughs> no, because go he over might analogy again. No, because he might have actually had some kind of uh, excruciating pain I don't, I don't we didn't
1: know did. about. I, I saw something. I, I don't think he did. I, I honestly think he just like in you know, yeah. He just he just quit. Like yeah, you, know, uh, you can't do that. You can't know, do that. Like a fighter. Like if 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 you're beating someone up all the time, you could do that all day. But once you get into a fight and you have to actually fight. It's like it's like heart. You either you got it or you don't. And I don't think he exactly. I don't think he has it.
0: And but that's with a lot of You'll people. You'll never think. have it. You can't. You can't build a. You can't. You can't, be, you can't get a chin. Yeah, and yeah. You can't get a heart. Yep. You're you right. You can lose a chin and you can lose a heart, but you can't. You can't just. You can't get one if you don't have one. Yeah. You can't no, build right.
1: one. And that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying like nothing against him. Cause I respect no. fights and I know you do, but I was saying the, the heart thing. I was getting to that. Right. Like you either, you have it or you don't, you don't like you don't. once you get into a fight, you learn a lot about yourself. And Dang. if, if yeah. you give up, then it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't fight because you're not going to learn that later when you get in a tougher fight, you know, you're
0: not <laughs> yeah, going and he's no a fight. great wrestler, a great yeah. submission guy. And yep. that's what he should do. And that's great. There's no, there's no down. There's no shame in that. If no, I did a sure. grappling match right now, I would be, as soon as somebody grabbed my wrist and did a wrist lock, I'd be like, Oh, fuck that. I don't want that. I want this. Yeah. So I would not want to do it. So I'm not dogging him, but yeah. I would never quit on
2: exhaustion, no matter what I was doing. Yeah, but,
0: me neither.
2: Yeah, speaking of chins, though, I did, before we get off of the your fight, man, that guy's chin. Oh, your guy, chin. holy shit. What did you yeah. think when you hit him with some of those and he didn't?
0: That's discouraging.
2: You didn't, it didn't yeah. end. Have you ever hit someone like that before? They just came back. Like, he actually looked like he was complimenting you on the way down on yeah, one he, of the he,
1: Yeah, he. Burgos is a cool dude. You know, what a he, nice he's guy. A he looked special. like
2: it. Yeah, he, no, he, 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 he was Toto a good flash, dude after all.
1: You guys, yeah. and, and it was, it was funny too. Because, like, um, but, but it wasn't that discouraging to me because I knew I, I was throwing hard, but I was not throwing as hard as I yeah. can. You couldn't, um, you couldn't. Yeah. but I did. I did crack him with some really hard shots and he would kind of like smile or be like, whoa, or like he was saying things. When I did drop him, he was laughing and he's like, oh, that was a good one. He was complimenting me. And then uh, it was funny because it's so quiet. The, The corners are trying to like manipulate the judges. So his corner was saying, hey, it's okay. Don't worry about it we got the first two rounds and I told his coach, you don't have the first two rounds. And then Burgo started laughing and it, it was, it was just, it was, it was actually pretty fun in there. Like we were having a good time. It is and, it uh, different, huh? Yeah. It was,
0: it, Cause it, you know, Anthony different. Smith fought Clover and uh-huh. then it was the same thing. And his corner was like, uh, his corner was like uh, something about you're hitting with every single jab, keep throwing your jab. And Clover actually looked into their corner and go, he's not catching me with every jab. It's like, it's really a different kind of. Uh, it's pretty cool, but and that's I, what they're
1: doing. Even my coaches were like messing around. Like I, they never say stuff like this, but they just kept saying, like they were like cheering me like they were a fan when I would hit something. They would yeah. scream,
0: like, "Yeah,
1: Emmett!" And they kept yeah. saying all the stuff that they never say because they're trying to like persuade the judges. And, and and I thought that was funny. And it's like it, it was kind. Of, it was just it was a weird. It was a weird like just circumstance, but in the end of the day, it's still a fight. So I've been on the outside looking in from the ultimate fighter. So, uh, being helping coach. So I kind of, I knew how that was. I did not like that at all, but being in a fight, I'm, I'm so focused. It doesn't matter if it's in front of thousands of people or you're, you're walking down the street and something happens. I'm not going to be like, Oh, there's no crowd. I'm not going to fight you. You know what I mean? A fight's a fight. Like, so yeah. that felt the same to me. It was just, it was kind of eerie just cause it was, it was so damn silent, and, and it doesn't do justice on TV. Like, if you were there live, like, we were cr- – like, even my coaches were cringing, like, how hard – and that's when I'm hitting him. Like, he said, you hit him so hard sometimes it made just the grossest sound. And they're like, like, ugh, just because it's – yeah, it's it's yeah. something else.
2: Well, the, the audience, though, maybe not there in person, but must be huge now because this is, like, the only thing going on in the world is the UFC. And yeah. so – as fans, man, thank you for going out and doing it right now.
0: Yeah. When
2: there's no other sports going on, I mean, there must be, they're not in the arena, but man, there must be a lot of people watching at home. Yeah. Hey, they, they got some cornhole going on. I, I see Dana talk about
1: the cornhole and boxing and stuff. It's kind of funny, but um, yeah, no, my my whole thing during this, like, as soon as they did the lockdown in California, because we have some, you know, strict governor. Uh, my, my whole thing was, I'm coming out of this uh, shelter-in-place. Better than when I went into it, so I went on a strict regimen, diet. I did everything right because I knew I would fight soon, and then I got uh, the Burgos fight on four week notice, and it's definitely it's a lot sooner than I would have liked. But uh, I, I had a, I, I really flipped the switch and turned it up for three hard weeks of training, and then came out to Vegas and, and, and cut the weight. But I, looking back on how crazy this year has been, I was saying before all this, I was like, it's kind of like a I want to be like a part of history in a sense. That no sports are going on. I, I was training during this this crazy COVID uh, pandemic, and then I fought. You know, I was, you know, so that's that's what I was going through my mind back in March and all this. But it's uh, even just Dana being able to get the UFC up and running and, and be able to pay the employees and 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 us fighters to be able to make a living. Like I, I have I hadn't fought since Ju- July of last year, so I haven't got paid since July. 2019 and so i really needed to fight and did and you I, have any
2: reservations about fighting during all this no not at all did i just you I'm hear not. about other fighters having reservations about fighting because i know in other sports you see in the nba or other sports big time athletes coming out and saying it's not the right time to come back i'm not going to play like yeah. do you, is that happening in in mma yeah i or, i uh, I think
1: because we had a big conference call um, when this all happened. There was like a lot of people we'd logged on and it was just, it was Skype or Zoom, some, some other uh, platform with Dana. And he, it was no managers, no nothing, um, just the fighters. And, and he said, if you guys don't want to fight, you don't have to. There's a lot of people that don't want to fight during this because they have, they have gyms and businesses. They're trying to, you know, stay afloat somehow there. They're trying to just do other stuff. People that were taken taking care of. Uh, their families that are older or even their, your, their children. And there's so many different uh, circumstances. So th- there were quite a bit of people that said they won't fight during this. And I think they don't have access to gyms or the type of training um, that they, that they need because the gyms are closed down. And so they, they didn't want to have some lackluster performance, you know, and, and be um, just not prepared enough. So but I felt like this is the best I ever felt because I, I I focused more on myself. We didn't have practices because our, our gym was closed. So I just worked with my my boxing coach, Joey Rodriguez. I worked with you know uh, Danny Castillo, and he's, he's an MMA coach and wrestling, he, everything. And, and Chris Holdsworth, same type of thing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling. What about Faber?
0: What about yeah. Uriah?
1: Yeah, well, Faber was kind of on the – lockdown for a little while, but he was coming in towards the end and, uh, he was coming to coach us and, you know, I've worked with him for quite some time, but during the whole quarantine, I was, uh, I was really just working with them doing individualized stuff, but I, I felt better because I wasn't, uh, risking injury or anything like that. I wasn't overworked. So I wasn't sure how I was going to feel. I felt like I was in great shape. Um, but I was like, we'll see, you know, cause it was all new to me. I wasn't just grinding out all these practices and, and doing things like that. And I was working with my strength, strength coach as well. So uh, it, it, it all went – it went perfect. And I think I, I took something away from that. I think I'm going to use a lot of the things that I, I did during this time and yeah. do some other things because I literally I – wasn't, I wasn't injured
0: for once going into a fight.
1: This it is helped. different.
0: Like Glover's last camp was just like – it was so much better, but I just – because of this. So – we learned a lot because of this. Andy what it did was really what it, well. did really what? well.
1: You know? I said Andy yeah. did really well. You know, right? He fought Anthony Smith. Yeah, yeah. He did really yeah, well. Yeah, that, that was an awesome fight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 What do you okay? You were in a you're in a Walmart parking lot and you're walking back to your car with your wife and some guy out of the blue just comes up and shoves you up against your car and you turn around and he's like two feet from you and he's he has that look like he's going to kill you and your wife is 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 standing right next to you and you know for a fact what you do in that next second is going to determine how she treats you in the bedroom for the rest of your marriage okay what do you do what are you going to do what's Uh, the first thing you do he's gonna he's about to attack you what's your what's your first go-to you're going to do
1: I'm probably throwing my overhand right Dang. <laughs> or, or the left hook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, maybe if he's that close an elbow, but no, I'm, I, I'm I'm throwing that overhand
0: right. <laughs> no, left hook. Let me I tell left. you why. The overhand right is great in the cage. And most people that break their hand in a, in a fight, it or, is the overhand right because it lands in different directions and it lands on the skull. Yep. The hook is shorter and it goes right to the chin. So it's not as hard of a, of a target. And it doesn't go in a weird angle. It's like right here or right here. Uh-huh. So it's, it's a safer... Uh, for someone like us, it's better to throw in the street. Most people don't practice it, and it's their non-dominant side. So they rely on their right, kind of like Dan Henderson. But in the street, you don't wrap your hands and put the gloves on. So I you say to- a left hook. To- to- Do you ever think of taking a guy down in the street? Um,
1: it depends on the circumstance, but... So, sometimes I'm thinking, like, I, I think, too, I want to hit someone in the body. Like, hit them in the liver or kick them hard because I don't want to mess up my hands. If I have a fight, like, if I had a fight lineup, depending on what this guy looks like, too. Um, <laughs> you know, if it's someone that I could just – it just depends the circumstance. But uh, if I had a fight lined got up – You some I, pretty
0: nice kicks, bro. You got I, some good kicks, too.
1: I don't I, – I was – you'll see next fight. I'm going to come out and I'm going to do what I want to do for this fight, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What's your favorite breakfast?
1: Um, man, just anything. I I love biscuits and gravy, biscuits and gravy. Um, if I'm out of camp, of course, but, uh, I just, I like to eat, man. I, yeah. I That's one thing. I feel like wrestling and fighting, I always joke around, say, give me an eating disorder because I uh, I cut a lot of weight and then all I want to do is just eat. So it's like my wife and I are foodies. Every Everywhere we travel to, everywhere we go, we're just constantly um, finding the best places to eat. And, and, and How we, much
2: weight do you cut usually? Uh, it's,
1: say in March, I was waking up uh, mid 80s, 85, 88 in the morning. So, but that's that's when I I haven't fought for a while. We just got back from Vietnam, um, the end of February. So I was really enjoying. Did you riding. like Vietnam? Yeah, it was fun. It was. Uh,
0: I'm thinking of Vietnam.
1: It, it was fun. It's uh, you just it, went it, there to visit. Yeah, because I was supposed to fight in January, and so we always book a big trip afterwards. And we had this this whole uh, trip planned and paid for, but I got injured, so we ended up still going. Otherwise, we would have missed out on on our trip. Or a lot of things. But this is when the whole thing, coronavirus, was going on over in China. And we literally went the beginning of February. So our friends and family, they're like, don't go. Um, and, and we went into um, Saigon, like Ho Chi Minh City. And we just worked our way all the way up north um, till we were on the border of China and Laos, like in Sapa. And we could see the, the Chinese border. Um, and we just ate our way through uh, the country. We stayed with some... Um, local families because it really puts, puts things into perspective like um we're just super grateful when we do stuff like that because we really How'd have you
0: get families how do you how do you set that up
1: uh tours like trip advisor uh Cotton, right. yeah different things like we did this uh three-day trekking tour in the rice fields and then we'd stay with local families in villages and they would uh we'd help cook dinner and just do things like that um and That's you just
2: cool. you just
1: awesome. see how they live and it's It's nothing out of the ordinary for them, but to us, we're like thinking we're like, because it's so, so poor and we feel, we feel bad for like the kids and all this stuff. And, you know, but, uh, they're so happy and grateful. And then we come back to the United States and it's like, we have a house, we have a car, we have this just, I think everyone should travel, especially to like third world countries and experience cultures and things like that, because (laughs) we have it made here. Like we, we have it so made compared to a lot of people. And uh, that's that's just one of the things we we love to do, like sightsee, travel, eat, you know, experience the awesome. cultures and do things. So we always try to do something fun like that.
0: Who do you want to fight next?
1: If I could, if I could just pick, I want to fight the winner, Max and Volkanovsky. You know, like my my goal is to be a world champion. Like I, I will be a world champion. Um, but it's it feels like they were just kind of having me fight all these people behind me, you know. And and, and I told them I'm not fighting anyone else behind me. You know, I was fighting all these vets, these up and comers, these prospects, like I want to fight in front of me, you know, or if obviously I, I don't think I'll get that, that title shot, shot, you know, where I was at, but I, I thought I was two fights away for fighting for the title. Um, you know, I beat Burgos. I get someone in the top, like three, I win that I fight for the title. Uh, but then I saw a lot of people after that fight, they're like, I wouldn't be mad if Josh fought the winner of Volkanovski Holloway. I was like, I would not be mad either. Um,
0: that, and, no. and, and i
1: didn't i didn't even get a perform the way that i what i'm capable of but Dana and, and, knows that
0: Dana yeah. knows
1: that oh yeah and that's what he was saying so he he, he knew it. that he so I, so I was happy and and he was saying before our fight he was like the winner of this is going to get a big push and be in title contentions and all this stuff and then i went out there and did that and you know with it with the injury and then that came out so We'll see. I think Volkanovski and I match up really well. I think it's going to be the same outcome with Holloway, just because stylistically, it's it's not a good fight for Max, even though he was a phenomenal champion and stuff. But I think Volkanovski and I are very similar. We're like the same height. We're, we're bigger featherweights. Both uh, come from wrestling backgrounds. Just strong, powerful, explosive fighters. And and I think that right there would be such an exciting fight. And and yeah. you know, he's beat some of my friends and teammates, and I want to get the get that back for them. So he beat did he beat Uriah no he beat uh, Elkins Darren Elkins and Chad oh, yeah. Mendez oh, yeah. yeah
0: who's the last guy that oh it was uh, Yan or something
1: oh peter yeah 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 yep peter Yan right yep he beat uh yeah, he, beat, he beat beat Uriah
0: yeah so you're you're training over there and Dana is not going to for. Dana is not going to forget uh you don't think he's so He's not going to forget what's your favorite movie
1: um well even just thinking about like all like going back to the I like like Bloodsport I like uh, Gladiator Troy I like those kind of movies like if if I had to pick one it'd probably be between one of those um yeah do you have kids no we don't we just are have we're uh, my wife and I are like the only ones out of all of our friends that do not have kids yet um, um, do you want kids yeah we yeah we always thought that was the plan before she was thirty she's thirty four now but we just got to the uh, Literally, like a year and a half ago, we got to a place where we're not like struggling so much and we're really enjoying our life and getting to travel and do the things that we've always wanted to do but never been able to do. Uh, we have godchildren, we have, you know, I have nephews, things like that, but it's a lot of work. Like, we watch our godchildren, we've done things like that, and we did it for like a weekend. Um, we with our friends are out of town and we would always go over there, play with them, watch them for a few hours and that's fine. But when you have to do everything for a whole weekend and, and at the time it was a one-year-old and a six-year-old after we were done, we looked at each other and we're it's like, birth
0: control, that's good birth control. No,
1: exactly. That's, that's why we don't have kids right now. And we're like, there is, <laughs> there's no way we just said, we're not ready for, it. I, I know there's, you're never going to be ready. We know what everyone says, but yeah we're we're just something would really have to give right now and so at this moment we're we're just we're
0: we're we have 11 between us no
2: way (laughs) what we have 11 how many kids kids do you have i only have four i don't know Uh, how many kids i have have
0: okay i have four i have four biological three more three
2: steps oh that's wow that (laughs) all live in my
0: house so your life's terrible it's not oh, terrible, it's just busy. They suck the life out the youngest?
1: of it. What's the youngest and oldest then?
0: The youngest. The youngest is seventeen, the oldest is forty.
1: Okay.
2: My what? youngest is ten. Ten to twenty-one.
1: Wow. Yeah. So but my yeah,
2: when your kids get a little older, you one and six year old, man, that's just that's a lot of work. But when they're okay. older, man, there's nothing more fun. No, you're yeah,
1: because right we see it now and now they're now they're four and eight, or I mean uh, three and eight, but it's like it, it is fun, but I, I had we have a whole new appreciation for parents when we actually did the everything.
0: <laughs> they suck the life out of you, man. And they have no they don't they don't appreciate a goddamn thing. When they get older they <laughs> so do, right? They they might. My daughter actually for Father's Day wrote me a beautiful message and part of it was uh, how proud she is and she loved growing up with a, a real man for a father in a world full of pussy men.
2: <laughs> that's awesome well. Susie.
0: <laughs> my daughter Susie wrote me that I was like I loved it it was like I'm so glad I have a real man for a father in a world of pussy men well, that, was pretty cool. me, that was pretty give cool give it another 10-20 years and wait it's going to get worse it's life yeah it is, it is going to get worse but not at our gym that's one <laughs> thing about us martial artists we are never going to be pussy men martial artists We'll never be pussy men. We're, we are the alphas of this fucking world, and this, that'll never change. That's what awful. do you want to do when you retire?
1: You want to uh, train
0: people? Or something yeah, else that's, else? Always,
1: that's always been my – I used to uh, be a, a co-owner of a CrossFit gym. Uh, but, yeah. even oh, yeah. But yeah? They're that, in trouble now. No, I know. Yeah, good thing we got out of it a few years ago. Um, so, I don't know. Training would be great. Um, I, I'm involved in a few little – um, things, a health bar in Sacramento where there's three locations, um, some other things, but I really just want to be smart with my money and maximize the time I have left and just, you know, get it into real estate and stuff and have that be my yeah. retirement and get, uh, you know, rental property. Talk to James Krause. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, he's been doing a lot of things oh like that. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. He's doing a fantastic job And I have some
1: like good friends that are involved in a lot of real estate and just kind of mentoring me and things like that. So
0: what about Uriah? He looks like he's pretty sharp yeah. with his money.
1: Yeah, he, he he's doing well. You know, he he, yeah, he's doing good. So he's I def- love that guy. He's definitely, um, you know, been there and he, he's been a good mentor as well. And so it's like I have a lot of like resources, but now that I'm actually, you know, as long as I can fight consistently and just I, I know what I want, so it's just being smart with my money and just constantly just uh, just invest investing it wisely and, yeah. and hopefully. You know, I'll, I'll figure it out when I get there. But I, I think I have a good like five, six years left in me. Maybe even seven. How old are You, um, thirty five. But I, but I got into this so much later than most. Yeah. You know, I've, uh, I, I feel the best I've ever felt. But it's just the, the number that I look at. I'm like, shit. I'm thirty five years old. But I'm sixty, bro. <laughs> Damn. Okay.
0: You never. Yes. I'm telling you, man. You got. You easily got another. Five years at least. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm hoping
1: for. I used to always think like now. I don't want to fight when I'm lower four, is forty. But...
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: Yeah. He's forty. He looked pretty. This is one of his best fights ever.
1: No, oh, he looked great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like anytime I see an older fighter, I'm always, I'm always rooting for him. You know, just yeah. It's it's hard though when I see someone that's, you know, they look, I don't know, they're they're younger than me, you know, and they've been in the game for so long, and I'm like, man, and I'm still four years older than this guy.
0: How so, many fights you have all together?
1: uh i'm 16 and two huh. yeah wow. so eight, 18 pro fights and uh i had two amateur fights that i i want to but those
0: I so you started after college yep wrestling
1: I, yeah i went to uh i wrestled at a junior college sac city college and then i went to menlo uh college it's a private college in uh atherton right next to stanford it's AIA. so i went there i graduated in 2010 and then uh i think i had my first amateur fight when i was Twenty six or twenty seven, yeah. So I didn't. I didn't go pro tall. Yeah. So I didn't go pro tall I, was, I think twenty eight, and then I had, I had injury after injury. I broke my my first pro fight. I broke my hand in the first forty five seconds. It, it was flopping around, um, and so I had to take him down and just use elbows. And then I was out for ten months. Came back, broke it again. Out for another ten months. So I started fighting professionally when I was like twenty nine. I think in 2013 just went on a run and I got in the UFC when I was, I was 31.
0: Hmm. Wow. This guy. Well, I just want to say, man, in closing, man, Dana will never forget that fight. He'll always owe you for that. And he's, he keeps with his, uh, he's very loyal when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like you take a you take a fight last minute. He remembers that shit. you, you quit in the you quit in the stool. He'll remember that shit. He, you 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 do something like that against him. He'll remember that shit. But you fucking fight three whole rounds on one leg and get a fight of the night. He will not forget that. So you're okay. you you're. I'm sure you're gonna go. And either will either will any of your any of your fans. So okay. um, that fight's gonna go down. It wasn't a bloody mess fight, but everybody knows that knee everybody knows you know what, what that you know that that they wouldn't have done it basically so that's gonna that's gonna go down in in ufc uh uh history i guarantee you that people always talk about that and uh your mike tyson uh ish um style <laughs> yeah. people fucking love it they just love it yeah they love it and they love someone that can just fucking rush in Power power W after a fucking, you know, power double double leg you after a fucking overhand right. People love that shit. And then they, they love the fact that you can knock people out too. So I think you got a, I think you got a really good career. You've been one of my favorite for a long time. You know that. When I put you in my Instagram, I was like, holy fuck. But anyway, thanks for coming on,
2: man. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, good luck thank with you. your knee. If you need anything, text John if you got questions. Okay.
1: I appreciate it. And then one of these okay. times, John, I gotta come down to San Luis Obispo. So when this stupid knee gets fixed, and they yeah, let's we'll, get
0: we'll the let's that. get the left hook. We'll get a couple. There's like three things I want to go over. Okay. Yeah, tell uh, tell uh, tell Uriah not to come, but you come down. <laughs> He's crazy, man. Guy, I, I remember him from the WC days, Strikeforce day. I remember him as like he. I always thought he was a skater kid. I was like, "The fuck are you doing here, bro?" He's like, what are you talking, pit master? I was like. <laughs> who are you and then yeah I, I love him but hey congratulations good luck on everything and uh let's stay in touch all right for sure thanks guys all right take care